You've reached Hall in Mockery. As we get started, first of all, this is Colin Mockery, the show where you call and we mock. Call of course. Th- what? Called Dub Mitt. What is it? 319-Dub. 319-Dub-Mitt. D-U-B-M-I-I-T. And we, if you call, we will mock you. So that's always fun. We haven't got any calls lately. Wait. Well, I think yeah, the phone I think line just yeah, plugged just, up. The, yeah, the line's plugged Try to call it an off hour. If you try to call right when you're listening to this, it's usually when everyone else is listening to it. Yep. And look phone line is plugged then we open our liquid death we have to it just looks so good i just have to yeah. taste it <sighs> okay now that's good that's really good it's one of these new flavors that they're doing which one is yours mine's well mine's <laughs> severed severed chad oh. <laughs> mine's convicted melon <laughs> So we often talk about our show. We think, how, how, do we, how do we make the show even God, that's good. better, you know? Of course. And do we, how do we up the comedy? So I want to tell you something I heard earlier today okay. that could maybe put us at ease. Hmm. I went to get coffee. Hold at on. ease. If you're watching this on YouTube, here's the proof. I went to get coffee. It's true. And it's the, true. It's true. I was getting coffee. The guy was taking said, his- sir. Would you like a tall grande or venti? Trenta if it's iced. Only if it's tea. Only if it's tea. The name's Donald Trump Jr. Venti if you're nasty. Trent, sorry, Trenta. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have COVID, so I can't do it right yeah, now. Yeah, wait, what? So the I get my drink, right? And yeah. um the guy then takes his apron off and he tells the person he's working with, he says, I'm going to go to the bottled drinks room to get some inventory. Um, and she goes, okay, don't die. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yep, I'll try not to. And then another what? worker at this place was walking by and she goes, oh, I'll try not to. <laughs> to herself. She heard him wow. say, I'll try not to. And she went, oh. I'll try not Not to. to. And then she just started laughing to herself. So I think what I'm trying to say to you is we don't have to try so hard. Yeah. Because people really just (laughs) are blown away by some simple, simple things. Well, sometimes in life it is the simple things, isn't it? I'll try not to. I'll try. She just couldn't believe that was like, it was such a quick response. Don't die. Which I don't, that's, that's funny too. Well, like that's, you're going to the to get some bottled drinks. Don't die. That's probably that's already the, crazy. I mean, I've seen episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher. Yeah, I've seen the clip of Jimmy Carr doing the most offensive jokes he can think of. That's mm-hmm. going around on the internet right now. Maybe we'll play some of that in a little bit and dissect it. And now you've told me this, and I I can honestly say. Don't die. That's actually probably the funniest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Those other two are neck and neck for. Okay. But what about I'll try not to. I'll try not to. Well, that's the, I'm still thinking like about no, that because like, I can't like quite. No even. promises. Don't die. I'll try not to. <laughs> to me, the no, <laughs> like 
Don't die. I'll try not to. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It just, it just hit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was, no, this was me it in the just, car on the way it here. Just hit me. I think it's a cadence thing. It's kind of like chop broccoli. Oh, my God. It's a rhythm. Yeah. It's the rhythm of Don't it. Don't die. I'll try not to. Don't I'll die. Try to. I'll try not to. I'll try not to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's probably why she was like, I'll try not to. Yeah, it's you more. Have to, you it's have just to say it yourself to just be like, what yeah. The? It's like when people say, "I didn't get it when you said it." Right. But now, I now. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we should just. That's. I mean, that's Paul? that's the kind of stuff we love, anyway, right? We oh, need to get back to our roots. Irreverent uh, coffee shop humor, mm-hmm. like croissant. I'll I like. Do you, did you get the feeling that? Uh, I got a feeling. Have you ever thought about the lyrics of that? They're crazy. Yeah, I've got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> and then the part where it's like, turn up my, turn up the club, drank, mm-hmm. Mazel Tov, L'chaim. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what is happening? Yeah, it's not typical. I mean... It's not typical club ling- lingo. I love it. Don't get me wrong. When you that do. Tr- what you do love that. When the Mazel black top lahaim lahaim, mm-hmm. and it's kind of you can hear like the auto tune trying to correct the little <laughs> the yeah lahaim. <laughs> <laughs> move it, move it. Yeah, we'll listen to Jimmy Carr's stand up, and then we'll listen to mm-hmm. the bridge of "I've Got a Feeling," just so we can kind of dissect some stuff we'll yeah. get to that in the the later fun half of the I show so but this is but not for now half. did you get um so when you get when you're listening to the so it was a guy and a girl mm-hmm. doing the joking back and forth mm-hmm. did you feel like that sort of oh this is kind of cute they're having a little thing i because maybe that's a dynamic that's then the third the the third party kind of hears it, and maybe it's less about the very funny, of course, jokes that they're saying back and forth. But the third party kind of knows, oh, these two little high schoolers are falling in love. So you're thinking it was sort of he was like, well, he was like, I gotta, I gotta head to the bottled, the bottled drink room. Yeah, so I'll be back. And she's like, okay, <laughs> D- don't die. Yeah, yeah and he's yeah. like, try not to. <laughs> and then the one girl is just like, she's seeing. She, like if this was a, a John Hughes movie, I would yes. be screaming. Yes, exactly. Right? It's like it's almost like a mm. sitcom near the end of its run. Yes, where the jokes are no longer about jokes; they're just about the characters interacting because mm-hmm, so, you know them so well. Yeah, so it's not like if you're watching, you're like, well, Friends isn't funny, right? But someone who's watched the whole series is like, yeah, I know, but. <laughs> No, they they are like, yes, it is. It's the funniest show that's ever been right. made. And you're like, well, that this guy's an idiot. He's mm. he can't string two sentences together. This girl's an idiot. She can't string two sentences together. Yeah. And then there's also Joey and Phoebe. But the point is, no, there was none of that. It was a very dry sort of. I mean, even to me. So okay, here's the other scenario then. And I'll let you finish. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, good. I can finish what I was gonna say. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's 
the direct opposite of what I'm saying, where the third party sees how awkward these two people are together, mm-hmm. and it, they're like, <laughs> and they really just freaking say that. Like she was like, oh my, like that like, is so. Like what what cringe? Like that's it's one of those jokes that it hasn't quite become so cringe that it actually is funny again. She's right. like, I can't believe that this joke is so base. It's not based, right? It's not based. It's, it's just not on base. fleek. But she she did laugh at it with glee, and then oh. the one guy was having trouble with the carts because this is one of those new coffee shops where it's like in a grocery store. Right. Like in a supermarché. Yeah, that's never happened. That's yeah. new. And so the guy was trying to bring a lot of carts inside, and she's like, are you struggling? Uh, are you struggling? He was like, what? She goes, are you struggling with the carts? And he was like, um, no. She's like, are you struggling? So she just sort of had this sort of. So the third party is actually the annoying one. Right. The, but that's the other saying, two that's are normal. Our, that's who we need to appeal to. Gotcha. Okay. Just whoever sees the lowest form of comedy yeah. and loves it. Yeah. They see the jalapeno think, on a stick and they simply smile, right? I think we do. I just think sometimes we try to we try too hard and people are like, you're whiffing, right? You try to hit the ball and it's just... It's better to make contact and get a grounder than it is to swing so hard you dislocate your shoulder and you miss. Okay, Mr. Baseball over here. I just see things as like Babe Ruth. I know. We've heard your Babe Ruth chunk. We heard it, Shane. We've we've done it. We've done it. No, we didn't hear it. uh, But so you whiff, Mm -hmm. but then there's also whiffle ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. You're like, okay, so as a boy, I trained to play baseball by playing whiffle ball. But then. And now you don't want me to whiff. I don't get it. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on to the, uh, ESPN and have a strong word with Skip Bayless about this. Okay. So I play with a plastic <laughs> bat, right? This little plastic bat. But then when I get to the and majors, then I go and I'm like, this thing. Play. No. No. Go. You. No. So okay, and then play take the plus. Go back. I'm sorry. Bit. You play with the plastic bat, bat, but then when I get the solid wood bat and I go, well, this one's solid on the inside and I core it, right? I hollow <laughs> it out to make it like the plastic one. <laughs> now it's bad again. Now you're in trouble and it breaks in half and we all see the cork. Uh, can you imagine how scared you would be if you finally hit the ball and it cracked and everyone could see that you made the inside of the bat hollow? Oh my gosh. That oh. would be so embarrassing. It's like when you're speeding and did they take the picture of you on the highway and then you said that wasn't me, but did they show you the picture? They're like, but did, who's that in the driver's seat? And you're just like, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you got, got me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Judge, your honor, bailiff. <laughs> you got me. No, skip bailiff, not bailiff sorry we he's need a guy to, that's on talk to him he, yeah. yeah he talks about sports and he yells and he has wrong opinions about everything do you think he could sort of in like a sean spicer dancing with the stars sort of way <laughs> could host snl and they could do a skit called bailiff bayless yeah mm, i think so too i think it's good to have dreams like that was what with the strike and just the fact that no strikes over strike one well we the, the writers win the writers and oh. now and now we stand strong for the screen actors. 
we hope that they can have the same outcome as the writers because now the writers are all making even more bank. Their Hollywood <laughs> homes are about to get even bigger. Put another palm tree in my front yard. Yeah, see? Oh, when I write the episode, I'll get credit now. It's like, great. Great. Just what we need is another bloviating big yep. shot in big Hollywood. IMDb's about, the, the price for pros about to go up because they're going to have to add a lot more <laughs> yeah. credit uh, pages. Yeah, because everyone's going to get credit for their work now. Great. Just what we all wanted. No, congrats. No, congrats. And I'm glad Great. the elites finally got that. I'm glad those filmmaking elites out in Hollywood <laughs> finally got what they wanted. Careful, counselor. I'm glad the people that uh, uh, can't afford their rent for their little one-bedroom one studio apartments got exactly what they asked for. Yeah, so they could pay for their one-bedroom be studio apartment right next to their mansion. That one-bedroom studio apartment that they're all crying about, it's called a guest house. Yeah, exactly. It's back behind the pool. That's where I bring the mistress when the wife ain't home after I'm done writing an, a season of Camp Coral from Paramount+. <laughs> Plus. These writers. These writers. These bloviating big shots. Smoking their stogies. From Skogie. Of course. I smoke my... This is like a Jelly Roll song. I smoke... <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? What's uh, I don't want to give a peek behind the curtain. No, no, the magic is what happens. On. <laughs> Just I think it would be funny if people knew, and they won't know this, but if they knew that we've been basically doing this for three hours <laughs> without recording anything just talking as friends maybe they can tell because when we just come in it's like we have to record you can hear us ramping up at the beginning of <laughs> yeah. the episode yeah but now that we're full steam ahead yeah we've reached the, we're just on we're going down the hill now right your foot's not even on the train pedal no because we're just going i'm hoping the i'm in the student driver car and i'm praying to god the pedophile next to me is gonna <laughs> stomp the brakes <laughs> The problem is, though, we got three hours of you got to catch up to us somehow. <laughs> That's the trouble. You don't know. Okay, so he just said jelly roll, and now there's a, guy, there's a pedophile. What you have to know is our, my student driver teacher was is a convicted <laughs> And it's not funny, but you have to know that to get what I'm talking about. That's the footnote for this episode, okay? The other thing is that we were talking about Jelly Roll earlier. <laughs> and so we brought it up now. Another thing about that driver's ed teacher is that he had a shirt that was <laughs> just complete, completely made of $100 bill. Photos of $100 bills. It doesn't play into the story, but you should know. You have to know that. That when then you found out what he was, you when, were like, yeah. I guess that checks out. Yeah. His shirt print is an all-over print of it's just hundred-dollar bills. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Like you said, he saw that in the store. He saw that, and well, I don't even want to get into the mind of someone <laughs> like that. To be even in the mind of that monster for a second would be like to be Charlie's Theron in, um, I don't know, Fast Nine or something. Yeah, Charlie. I like Charlie's Angels better than Charlie's Theron. Yeah, because that was a weird season. Eight was just like. <laughs> it's so dark you couldn't see anything you know what coffee cup you know that that yes this was from the set of charlie's throne <laughs> <laughs> no one they, <laughs> i love it 
I don't. So that. So I don't care. Yeah. That's the trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. He loves it. I heart Hucklebees, and <laughs> that just kind of. Well, I also well, heart frankly, cuddle, cuddle bones. bones. <laughs> <laughs> you want to turn it off? Go turn ahead. Off. Go ahead. And turn it off. There's only care. a couple minutes left. <laughs> oh, there's not. Yeah. Hey, uh, go ahead. You got something? Nah. I got a quick story here. That's just yes. funny. Went to a concert this weekend. <gasps> And I just just to set this up, the concert was one of these. Of course, we call them nostalgia jerk off fests, right? A 20th anniversary for albums we all love. Yeah. So the bands that are there to play are specifically playing albums that came out 20 years ago that are big. So I say this to say the people at the show should know what they're getting themselves into, right? Yes. It's not one of these concerts you go to and you're like, I'll see this band play some stuff. It's like we're here to celebrate these albums. Remember when you were five? And so we're enjoying the concert. The first band is on. It's two bands that are playing. I look over, and this guy is, he has been watching the show. And then I look over, and then he just has essentially a book on his phone. <laughs> and he's just scrolling and reading tons and tons and tons of text. And I'm like, what is he doing? I kind of nudge the person with whom with I live. Of course. And I'm like, what's, what's this guy doing? And we're kind of watching and I'm trying to see what he's reading. And then he, he swipes back and he has Googled. He's been on the Wikipedia page for the band that we're watching, just reading their history. <laughs> and then he clicks on the lead singer who they're playing. He's on stage right now. He clicks on the lead singer's name on Google. And then he goes to images <laughs> to like and just starts looking at photos of him. <laughs> and then he's looking up. At the singer, and then he looks back down at his phone. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> he looks back up, and then he goes to his Wikipedia page and starts reading about his history. The lead singer of this band is the lead singer of both bands that are playing. Someone, so like he could have done this before. He's been into the music. He like knows yeah, what's going been, on. Yeah, but he's just looking at. He's just reading about the band and the lead singer. Like he's just like. I wonder what this guy's deal is. <laughs> and then he just starts reading about him in the middle of the con, like with yeah, his phone it- brightness. Oh, then he goes, then after he's done with that, he puts his phone up to record something and then his flash is on. <laughs> so then he's like, he brings his phone down and he crouches to the ground and it's his, he's trying to figure out how to turn it off. And he's like covering it and <laughs> making such a big deal about his flat. He was just, isn't everyone's flash going off? He's taking a video, so for some oh, reason it's so just it stays set to, it just stays on. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, <laughs> But I, you see that happen all around you at shows. Of course. People put their phone up, they their, start recording. Their flashlights just on. Sure. It's like, no. <laughs> then they have to take it down and fumble and they look stupid. Well, and then the guy on stage, who you may recognize or not, because you have mm, to sp- right. image search him. Then he says, All right, everyone. Get your phones out. Let's light this place up. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, God, I just, I just turned it off. I just turned it off. Now I got to stop my video. Mm-hmm. I got to turn my light back on. They're already halfway through the song. Like, Whoa. <laughs> you're all waving <laughs> like, on. God dang it. And then there was um, another guy next to us that it just, he had his phone and he was recording video almost the whole time. But he was, it was almost right. He was like trying to hide that he was doing it. And um, in, in so doing, was just filming people's heads. <laughs> and then he would move and he wasn't looking at his phone, so his phone would just go completely behind people's heads. <laughs> and then he would kind of move it back up. 
Well, he that's saw like, what happened to Rerun in the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, that's which true. is something I know only from other people t- telling me that <laughs> happened on a TV show. And by other people, I mean comedians I listen to on podcasts, like us. Just kidding. Comedians like us. Comedians, that should be the show. That should be the show. And, we talk, and then we talk to comedians, comedians, but local comedians like us, like us. Danny. Folks, call in, write in if you want us to change the format of the show. <laughs> if you're a comedian out there and you want to talk to us, please call 319-DUBMIT. I've been listening to the guys for a while. I think it's time to go onto the show and give them a little something. Give them a little something. Give them a little something. Rip, rip, rerun. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's funny. What else happened to you in your trip? You're out on your travel. Anything so funny? I, I mean, blew a kiss to a man on a boat. It was reciprocated. It's one of those bold moves where you say, "Is this going to pay off?" Where a man mm-hmm. waves at you from a boat with his wife, and you wave back, and then I went, <laughs> and then they both did it back. So I was happy, and then That's I fun. said, "Did you see that guy blew me a kiss?" Mm-hmm. She goes, "No." For some with, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I did it. I blew them a kiss," and she's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you turn out you're a freak. <laughs> Turns out you're you open your shirt a little bit, and you're wearing a completely filled mm-hmm. money shirt. Your whole shirt is. <laughs> and then made I'm of like, money. anyway, take a left here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to use my brake pedal. <laughs> and then you get mad that Ryan Seacrest took over for Casey Kasem, even though Casey Kasem has been dead for many years at this point. <laughs> That's true. That was something my driving teacher was mad about. Well, I think he, I think he, he probably changed. It's probably in, you know, thanks to him that we still get to hear Casey Kasem on the, he probably made yeah. such a stink about it. They're like, I guess we can just <laughs> replay the same like that, 55 episodes or whatever. Coming in at number two, they just came in from Liverpool. <laughs> These are the lovely lads. I mean, yeah, they it's do the same. It is interesting because I've, even at that point, and I don't listen to the radio now, mm. I didn't then either because mm. I didn't have a car to drive around in. Mm. I'm not just sitting in my room listening to the radio. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I think at that point, even I had heard more Casey Kasem on the radio than Ryan Seacrest. I, this was like the first time that I heard Ryan Seacrest on the radio, and he was like, "This is Ryan Seacrest guy, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he kind of sucks, right?" <laughs> Just making you have to make small talk with a man you'll never see in your life again. Mm-hmm. Also, he will later become a convicted pedophile, <laughs> and well, at that point, he probably is. But he not the convicted part. No, is not the, convicted. Just the pedo part, the yeah. pedophile part. He put the pedo to the meadow. We also he, that's funny for a driving guy. He also point. told me to roll our windows up when we drove through, um, a lower income part of town. Yeah, not a good guy. And what am I to do? Fight him on that? Well, he has control of the car. Really, he's like, you want to drive for the DOT, <laughs> which he made me do. Yeah, you're driving for the DOT. That was his threat. It so, was his threat, and it worked. You had to drive for the DOT. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you must have really. There was one stop up. sign where there was just like eight past. stop signs, and I kind of slowed down, and I don't remember exactly. <laughs> but then he used his brake, and he goes boom, and he's like, you, "You, I couldn't let you go into that intersection or something." And I was like, 
Okay. It was like yield signs and stop signs. And I was like, okay. And then he made this big and he's like, yeah. And it was like our last final drive to where it's like, you got to go to Palo, Iowa. Yeah. Which is like 40 minutes away or whatever. (laughs) And so I was like, okay. And then that was, I was like, he put his foot on the brake for and nothing, there was nothing happening where I was about to get hit by a car. Of course, there not. was nothing going on where we were. So I was just like, okay. And so we get back and we get to our final thing and we go through our score. And he's like, you, you, everything's great here. He's like, except for there was that one time. And I, he's like, I just, in good conscience, I can't let you out on the road with what you did. And I was like, okay. <laughs> So <laughs> I was like one point oh. below and he's like, you're going to have to drive for the DOT you're driving for the DOT. I guess I never told you that. No, I did the titular you're driving for the DOT. So I had to go to the DOT. There was one time where they said, um, the first time I went to take the test with them, they make you drive through this little town in Iowa. And they said, you were about two to five miles per hour over the speed limit at some points. And I was like, okay. So they said, so you didn't pass. And I was like, how the, how do you go this? I can't go two miles over the speed limit. <laughs> you have to go exactly. Like, doesn't that seem like under. you're going under the speed limit, which is also a problem. Hey. And but, I think at some point they said you also didn't completely stop at a stop. He never like, learned his lesson. So I had to go back and do it again. I think just once. I've been in the car with Joey, and I wish I had that <laughs> pedo pedal so I could stop the car. <laughs> so I get, I actually, I actually. Am so on. I think maybe I did do a rolling <laughs> stop, and I was like, and I was like, I saw online that stop signs is just suggestions. <laughs> I wanted to jelly no, roll <laughs> through that stop sign. I read if they have a white outline on the red that it's just a suggestion. He's like, dance, <laughs> horse manure. <laughs> and then I go out to my car and there's a hundred dollar bill on the windshield, you know, being held there by the, by the windshield wiper. Yeah. So I bend over to get it. It's covered in poison. I pass out, drive my car. I wake up at this guy's house uh-huh. and he's like, you're driving for the DOT. It was completely, he did it for my safety. Yeah. He wanted to show me what could happen. If you're not, but that's why he wore that shirt. It was like his calling card. Yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, how murderers will go back to the scene of the crime to be like a spectator. So it's like, well, I couldn't have done it because I came here to pay my respects. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not out. I didn't run. And then they say, well, that's what everyone does. And you go, Oh, (laughs) it's kind of like that where he's like, well, I wore a shirt with hundred dollar bills on it. So I I wouldn't leave a hundred dollar bill on someone's (laughs) windshield. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's you know actually I mean? exactly who would do it. No one else would ever do that. Mm-mm. Except a guy obsessed with $100 bills. So I did drive for the DOT. That is funny. Maybe I did know that. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they said you, you can't go two to five miles over the speed limit. Yeah. And I said, well, okay. So I went six. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh you're driving for the DOT as a threat mm. is just so funny. And he said it so often that I mm-hmm. have said it to people <laughs> that don't that know. Don't know. Yeah. Even including the woman with whom I live. Mm-hmm. She will, she will say it like, that's just a thing that we yeah. say to each other now. 
If you like, <laughs> you left a dish out or something. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You're driving for the DOT. I'm sorry. You just you are. You're gonna have to. I've said it to people, and they've said what? Yeah, <laughs> it's just such a like, funny. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You're driving for the DOT, but I I lived it, and I know that threat is real. There, the threat is real. <laughs> God, that's kind of scary. Because he couldn't let us out on the road if we did that. He could let you out on the road if you were a raging pedophile. Yeah. He stopped. He's it, letting driving around with underage kids all day. That's it, fine. It is always funny the moral sort of hoops that some of these freaks have to jump through. Mm-hmm. Come to a slow stop in a town where no one lives. Uh-uh. That's not going to fly. Because he did tell us if we ever went out on the road and killed someone, he would find us. And basically murder us. Yeah. Give a very impassioned speech that if if he let us through this class and we went out there and killed someone, he would not rest until he did some something to us. I think I know what now. Oh, no. I also remember that one time we listened to, I think, it, I think it was Katie Tunstall. Wow. Is that the... Uh, the singer? Yeah. Singer-songwriter. Of course. Is it? Yeah, Black Horse. Woo-hoo. <laughs> there was a, I think we were taking like a quiz or something. It was like 30 minutes of silent time. And we listened to this song for <laughs> most of it. <laughs> and I'm pulling it up here just to get a little. Just imagine you're trying to take a quiz <laughs> and this is this song. <laughs> and it, it's a good song. It's a fine song. I don't dislike the song, but after like the fifth time, because the song is built on the repetition of woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting there trying to. Like, who does have the right of way? <laughs> so, do you want to play um, a little uh, Black Eyed Peas or maybe oh, while you've got that out? Sure. I think, should we do Black Eyed Peas or should we do the Jimmy Carr stand-up? Maybe, yeah, I think you can, I think people know the, the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, everyone knows the song is kind of funny. <laughs> But it's a great song. It's undeniable. It's one of those, you know, where you're like, it comes on. No. <laughs> it comes on at the stadium. And you're like, I got a feeling. And you're like. An earworm does not equal good song to me. Well. It sometimes can be make me mad. Because then I go, great. Now this is stuck in my head. Well, okay. That's fair. But I, I think even. Drank. What? I think that. Drank. What I'm saying on stage tonight is barely acceptable now. In 10 years' time, f***ing forget about it. Oh, yeah, forget he swears. You're going to be able to tell your grandchildren Sorry. about seeing this show. Yeah. Content warning. Say, I saw a man, and he stood on stage, and he made light of serious situations. We used to call them jokes. Have you seen this guy, Jimmy Carr? Sure, not this clip. And your grandchildren will ask, they'll say, non-binary elder. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's, maybe it's a maybe we shouldn't do this on the audio podcast. Well, you're getting it. And you'll say you are. Okay, so we're so this is like a minute into this clip. Yeah. He's ramped up. You can't say this stuff that I'm about to say now, but in ten years. Bleep and forget about it. The future, you can't, the stuff I'm about to tell you right now, these jokes are so dangerous, you're not going to be able to even stand it. I say you could joke about anything, but not with anyone. I think with you good people this evening, I should be fine, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see, shall we? Okay. We'll put that to the test. Having sex is like riding a bike. My uncle taught me when I was a kid. People say the best things in life are free, but those people have clearly never had sex. I will say that what he's doing with his face. I like it when the girl puts the condom on for you. But I was asked to leave the pharmacy. I like how he does a little. My yeah. girlfriend doesn't think that her sister is trustworthy, but believe me, that girl can keep a secret. Okay. So then he does a couple of jokes from the 60s. <laughs> he does the... From Johnny Carson, like... Just the most dated jokes I think I've ever heard ever. All of that buildup. Isn't like it was like Bob Hope's <laughs> book is called like we shouldn't even be it's like we shouldn't even be doing this. Yeah. It's about him yeah. having sex with someone and she's like, kiss me, kiss me, and he says, We shouldn't even be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, it's the oldest jokes ever. Even the, like the unk, my uncle taught me how to ride my bike and to have sex. Like just the early internet, like just the edgy jokes of like they're not even offensive. No, that's not a. No one would find that offensive. And you, the setup is so much a. Isn't the point of a joke? And hear me out here. Here we go. Shouldn't we not know then what like we should maybe think we know where the joke's going, but you don't. Yeah. But to start the joke with, uh, I like when the woman puts the condom on for you. It's like, okay, well, that's obviously the setup to some sort of dirty joke. And then right. to be like, then I'm asked to leave the pharmacy. So it's right. like, okay, so she's putting the condom on for you at the pharmacy. But then like to do all those and then to say, my girlfriend doesn't think her sister is trustworthy. <laughs> what one way can you go with that? Yeah. But trust me, she can keep a secret. And people are like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, and you do have to see his face because after each joke, he's like, oh, "Did I do that? Yeah, did I say that?" Also, he's wearing a little Britney Spears microphone instead yeah. of holding one, which I think is a big no-no. Not for stand-up, but he's got the suit. He is Jimmy Carr, of course. Of course, he's been doing stand-up for he's, a long time. Yeah, but he, now for some reason, did he just recently switch to trying to be like, "I can be offensive"? Yeah, I don't. Well, because he would do the roasts mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff, and like I think he, I think it's just that he's British. People are like, "Oh, I can't believe." Yeah, I can't believe 
someone like a gentleman right. is saying this. Well, because he comes over here and all the all us hicks are like, yeah, like, everybody's oh, supposed to be in a monarchy. I thought only, I thought only, um, 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 um. I did see a clip of him uh, where someone Jeffrey Ross could say dirty jokes. At the roasts. <laughs> the roast master general, you mean. Of course. So it was Jimmy Carr, and he was doing a joke, as one does, mm. and someone heckled him. And he's like, I don't knock the penis out of your mouth. He did a joke that like everyone has done. Sure. And it was being shared as like this guy. Like he doesn't hold his punches. And I was like, what? I mean... What? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with when we talk about a comedy we're doing here. Yeah. If we try to do that stuff. Well, what we need to do is like the heckler videos where you see of like this club comic owns this drunk lady. Mm-hmm. And it cuts like probably 90 jokes that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just the couple that like the crowd reacted to positively. But, you know, you know, the guy probably said a bunch of other stuff that was just met with complete silence or <laughs> they were on the side of the heckler or whatever. It's just funny because who shared that clip? This one? Was that Netflix? Netflix. Netflix is a it's joke. Got, he's got a new special, I think. They do love to all their specials seem to a lot of them they love to get the edgy person. They're doing the sort of yeah. Like it's free speech, which I don't I don't care. I truly I, don't. I just want my comedy to be funny. Yeah. I and mean, oftentimes I, when you're going for shock over comedy. Yes. And not both. Mm. Not making it clever. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? Do offend me. But also when it's that guy. <laughs> well, that's that's that problem. That's not offensive. Right. <laughs> that's a, Those are all jokes that we've heard since. Who was the guy that uh, acted like he was an alcoholic? Like the first stand-up comedian who who Ron White? No, even before oh, that. Oh, uh, uh, Rodney. No. Okay. His whole thing was that. He, okay, this is a good game for us to play. Okay, and people are screaming at their phones. It's uh, Rodney, comedian. I don't even know how to look this up. Old comedian who is drunk. <laughs> drunk, acting drunk. Here we go. Foster Brooks is okay. who I'm talking about. He basically played a character of a drunk. Mm -hmm. And then stand-up comedy became a thing that everyone knew. So his he didn't have to have a gimmick anymore, and then he kind of just stopped being popular. <laughs> because it, it was just, I guess, kind of weird and sad to see a guy being an alcoholic. <laughs> but it's, I think that that was kind of his. Those were types of jokes that someone like that would do. Of like, my, I'm, I'm having sex with my sister. Yeah. Or my. And you're like, you can't do that on TV. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's very fun to. Com comedy should not aim to offend, but it, it well, but it should aim to be funny. And if it offends you, but it's the, still funny. Good. Thank you. But to just to to cater to the lowest comment like to say to for the punchline of your joke to be like in the future when i'm a non-binary elder right because you know you've got the people in the audience like yeah as long as you you're say not even a doing few... it sarcastic like yeah. 
as long as you say a few trigger words, yep. you will have at it's least not a even certain a fully formed joke. 50% of the American population on your side. And that's the saddest part. But yeah, I think you, I agree with your thing earlier in the episode when you said we need to thank you. Go after the lowest common denominator. Yeah, like that. Yeah, so I think to close out, um I did a you know when you go to the bar, they have those those blow job shots. Um I didn't know it wasn't <laughs> the I didn't know that I the uh the bartender said I didn't I the bartender said I, it's actually a drink. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Did you have some movies you want to talk about? Bye. Oh wait. Bye. Bye. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening